I like Fallstone, Persephone. She smiled at her brother. So do I. Linus studied her quite thoroughly as they sat on her bench in her garden. Linus had developed a very penetrating stare whilst at sea. He hadn't had the ability to disconcert her with a look before. Then why don't you look happy? He asked her. Probably because I am in pain. She tried to laugh off the question. I had no idea how long a few simple cuts could take to heal. I understand they weren't simple at all. It was very much like speaking with a fully grown man instead of a thirteen-year-old boy. Life at sea had forced him to grow up. Considering what might have befallen me, I think of my injuries as comparatively simple. Linus seemed to appreciate the straightforward approach. He nodded his agreement, golden hair shimmering as he did. Persephone had always envied him his curly golden locks. Linus, Athena, and Artemis all inherited their mother's coloring. Green eyes, fair hair. Daphne and Evander favored Papa with their dark hair and dark eyes. Persephone was the odd one out, her looks a muddied mixture of countless relatives, both distant and near. It is so good to have you here, Linus. She resisted the urge to embrace him the way she once had when he was a small child, and contented herself with grasping his hand as they sat beside one another. I am happy to see you again. He squeezed her hand. But I am discovering that every time I am on shore, I quickly find myself missing the sea. A wistfulness entered his tone that added emphasis to his words. You are more suited to the Navy than we originally believed. Persephone felt infinitely grateful to know he did not feel unhappy in the occupation fate had dictated he take up. I am. Linus smiled at her, his green eyes twinkling in the dim winter light. In the next moment his countenance seemed to fall. He looked away from her, straight ahead into the unseen distance. Evander was not, however. He sorely missed home. She took a slow, unsteady breath. I believe he is home now. And he is with Mama, Linus added, sounding his age for the first time in the two hours since he'd arrived at Falstone. Persephone held his hand more tightly and bit down on her lip to stop its quivering. She would not spend a single minute of Linus's short visit in melancholy reflections. If I had known, Midshipman Lancaster, that your intention in visiting here was to make your sister cry, I would not have invited you. Adam's stern reprimand cut the air. Persephone glanced nervously at Linus. Would he be upset? Offended? But Linus was smiling at Adam, looking as though he were very near to chuckling. You have guessed my devious plot with alarming precision, Your Grace. Every young navyman wishes to bring his female relatives into varying states of hysteria on every possible occasion. Adam raised an eyebrow, but his lip twitched with suppressed mirth. How odd that these two, so different in many respects, had already reached an accord with one another. Linus, after two hours at Falstone and one brief conversation with the Duke of Kielder, had learned to not fear his new brother-in-law, but return his own dry humor. Persephone couldn't have been more pleased. And, apparently, Adam went on, you are also intent on bringing Persephone down to her deathbed. Alas, it is true. Linus shook his head, those envy-inducing curls shaking with him. Though I have momentarily forgotten how I intend to do that. Adam didn't miss his cue. By keeping her out of doors on a cold late afternoon when she ought to be inside where it is warm, and staying off her feet so she will have the stamina to endure the ball being thrown here tomorrow night in her honor. Ah, yes, I remember now, Linus said. Though I suppose since you have discovered my plot, I shall have to give up my ill-fated scheme. I am afraid it was inevitable. Adam gave Linus a look of condolence before turning to face Persephone. She smiled. He no longer averted his face. That was decidedly a good sign. Persephone? He held his hand out to her. She laid her hand on his. Linus placed his hand under her elbow and helped her to her feet. 
Then her brother retrieved the walking stick Jeb Handley had carved for her, allowing it to take his place at her side. Linus walked back toward the garden entrance. He had, indeed, grown, and in more ways than the physical difference between eleven years and thirteen. He wore an aura of maturity that went beyond his age. The naval uniform, of course, only added to the effect. "'You seem pleased,' Adam said. She looked up at him. He still stood directly in front of her, closer than he used to stand. He'd taken to shorter distances in the week since their desperate ride through the forest. Every time she found him in such close proximity, Persephone forced herself not to simply throw her arms around him, to tell him how much she treasured his caring, to tell him how brave he'd been, how much she longed to close the distance between them. But in the past he'd always pulled away at the first sign of intimacy. She wouldn't for the world undo the progress they'd made. "'I have missed my brother,' she said.' 